Quick note, literally as I finish reading this podcast, uh, I'm seeing a tweet from Matt, Matt Wyrick about this weekend's probable starters. So you guys will hear this later on in the show. Um, they were not announced at the time of recording, but I, I'm going to add this note in to amend uh, you know, what I was saying earlier on. But we do have probable starters for this weekend for the Washington Nationals, and they are Eric Fetty uh, on Friday. They're going to go Patrick Corbin on Saturday and then Max Scherzer on Sunday. So you've got Fetty versus Paddock, Corbin versus Stell, and Scherzer versus Musgrove this weekend coming up. So I uh, just wanted to add this in before we just started the show. Just a little, little note in there for you. Uh, later on in this podcast, you guys are going to hear uh, you know me talk about this coming up series, and we did not have any starters yet. So there are your starters. There you go. Hope you guys enjoy the podcast. You are Locked On Nationals. Your daily Washington Nationals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here on the Locked On Nationals podcast. It is July 15th, 2021. It is Thursday. So today we're going to set up the second half of the season for the Washington Nationals. You guys see it. It's coming up here. We start tomorrow on Friday with the series with the Padres. So we'll set up that series. We'll look at the next few series for the Nationals. We'll also look at some odds as well from our friends at betonline.ag for some things coming up for the rest of the baseball season. Fun show coming up today. Hope you all enjoy. All right, before we get to a series preview and kind of a look ahead for the Washington Nationals, let's discuss... Uh, some odds right now for the rest of the Major League Baseball season, courtesy of our friends at betonline.ag. Now, a reminder, the Nationals are currently 42 and 47, so five games under 500 right now. But with that in mind, you also have to factor in the Nationals are just six games back in the division. That is a margin they actually made up uh, rather quickly last time we saw them, you know, kind of at full strength, right? The Nationals were full strength. They were able to, to kind of close that gap, that chasm, they're able to, to, to make it up pretty quickly. So the Mets are in first at 47 and 40. The Phillies are 44 and 44. They are in second place, three and a half games back. The Braves are 44 and 45, four games back. The Nats are 42 and 47. That puts them at just six games back in the division. The Marlins are 39 and 50. They are nine games back right now. When it comes to the wild card, the Nationals are not in great shape. I wouldn't count on them uh, snagging a wild card spot. There are nine games out. I know it's only three games less, but you look at the uh, hurdles they would have to get through. The Dodgers and the Padres currently own those two spots. The Reds and actually the Phillies are the next team back. Um, the Phillies are six and a half back in the wild card. The Reds are three and a half. So the Reds, to me at this point, seem like a team that's they've got a chance to win their division. So I think that either the Brewers or the Reds might factor in. The Cardinals can make a push. But they're 44 and 46 right now, but the teams that have the Nats that are not in the wild card spots. Obviously, I said the Dodgers and Padres are the Reds, Phillies, Braves, Cubs, Cardinals, and Nats. So that's the order. And when you talk about teams ahead of you, right, when you got five or six teams ahead of you at that point, the, the task does get a bit more tall. Now, the good news is the Rockies, Marlins, Pirates, and D-backs are behind the Nats. So really, they're not, I don't think they're in too much danger of falling back to those teams right now. But nine back in the wild card, uh, you probably think that, that this is not going to be uh, where the Nationals are able to make the playoffs. You most likely think it's going to be by way of winning the division if they do end up making the playoffs right now. So you go ahead to uh, 
to baseball. You can check out the futures that they have there at betonline.ag. You guys know the deal. We love our friends at betonline.ag right now. So we'll go first with the odds to win the World Series. So right now, <clears throat> excuse me, the odds for the World Series, the Dodgers are the favorites at plus 360. The Astros are at plus 600. The White Sox are at plus 800. The Padres are plus 900. The Mets are plus 1,000. You have to go pretty far down to find the Nationals. They are at plus 6,600 right now to win uh, the World Series. I don't think that's a great bet. I would not go that direction right now to win the World Series. I did take them to win the National League a few weeks ago when they were playing really well and their entire team got injured. So that was a bit of a, uh, I guess you could say it's a fool's errand on my part. Um, But right now, you can bet on some possible World Series matchups. There's a ton of them uh, right now. And if you guys just want to find some fun ones, let's see if we can find a couple pretty fun ones right right here. Excuse me. Astros versus Nationals is plus plus 12,500. White Sox versus Nationals is plus... 15,000 right now. Red Sox, Nats, plus 22,500. Uh, 22, Rays, Nationals is plus 25,000. Yankees, Nationals is plus 37,000. Uh, 37.5,000. Nats, Athletics is plus 42.5. And then the Blue Jays and Nationals is plus 45,000. There's some other ones on there uh, in addition to the ones I just discussed. Minnesota Twins, Washington Nationals is plus 500,000. Right now, so if you want to put a dollar down, you, know, you can make some serious scratch if that somehow magically were to come to pass. Right now, to win the National League pennant, so to win the National League, the Nationals are plus 3,500, which is around the value I got them at uh, a couple weeks ago to win the National League. So they've got a bunch of teams ahead of them the Dodgers, Padres, uh, Brewers, Giants, Braves, Reds, Phillies, Cardinals. All of those teams have better odds than our Washington Nationals do right now. You go to the division odds, and this is where it's a little bit interesting. So the odds to win the National League East, the Braves are, excuse me, the Mets are minus 210, so the pretty clear favorite there. Uh, and obviously they have the advantage right now. The Braves are plus 450. The Phillies are plus 650. The Nats are plus 750. And the Marlins are plus 5,000. Now, what's interesting here, I was talking last night, I was on uh, Spotify Green Room with my guy, Ryan Finkelstein of Locked On Mets. And he and I were talking about really who are the teams right now that could challenge uh, the the Mets in that division. And I was watching the other day, I was watching uh, High Heat with Christopher Mad Dog Russo on MLB Network. They were kind of going through the teams that, that right now in the National League East, like, do you think the Phillies are going to make a move? Do you think the Braves are still built to go and win without Ronald Acuna Jr.? Uh, as he's out the rest of the year, the ACL tear. Do you think the Marlins could overtake the Nats and everybody else? So really, it, it feels like at this point, I know one player doesn't make a team, but Acuna is a big blow for the Atlanta Braves, and they can still win without him, but that's a huge body blow. So it feels like if any team can go and chase down the Mets, it's the Nationals for a couple of reasons. One, we've already seen the Nationals play well against the Mets this season. And two, all the reasons I just listed for those behind teams, uh, you know, that that seems to factor in, too, of the Nationals' ability to play some catch-up and go track down the Mets. So, yeah, I, I think those odds are interesting at plus 750, but just kind of a, a general outlook perspective. And we'll touch on this more as we get in the podcast longer. But, yeah, I think from an odds perspective, this kind of 
puts the idea in your brain that I think the Nationals should not be fourth because in terms of what they can actually bring back, like Kyle Schwarber, we think is going to come back. Steven Strasburg, we think is going to come back. Uh, we, we talked yesterday with Matt Wyrick. Uh, I encourage you guys to go check out that conversation. But the idea that the Nationals rotation at some point is going to be Scherzer, Strasburg, and Corbin, hopefully sooner rather than later, and then Fetty and Ross, because there's no way you could objectively look at the way John Lester's pitched this year and keep him in the rotation as opposed to Fetty or Ross. Those two guys have had a, a bunch of, I mean, I'd say a handful of really outstanding performances and also a handful of performances where, you, you know, the Nats might not have won games all the time, but they're, those guys are more apt to keep you in games than John Lester is. So I think, you know, if you if you do believe this rotation gets healthy and they end up having Scherzer, Strasburg, Corbin, Lester, uh, excuse me, Scherzer, Strasburg, Corbin, Fetty, and then Ross, um, there is reason to believe that with Kyle Schwarber back into the mix and this team fully healthy, maybe they make a move or two, that this group is going to be able to actually to make a better push because the one thing I can tell you about the Braves is that Acuna is not walking through that door and Mike Soroka is not walking through that door. So those are two big pieces that for sure they're not going to get back. And I, I hate to to put it in ways like that, right? You know, it's not the not the most fun way, not the most uh, uh, thoughtful, I guess you could say, way. But I mean, by the actual players available, I think the the Nationals and and the, the evidence that we've seen. I mean, that big push the Nats made was the best push we've seen this season for a team in the National League East. No team in the National League East has had a better stretch than that um, this year. And that's why the Nationals were able to push that division lead to basically, what was it, you know, a game and a half or two games. And that's why the fact that the Nats are 2-8 and eight in their last 10, they lost four in a row, they're still within six games, right? I mean, we're still talking about the Yankees right now being uh, in contention, and, and you, know, you can bet on them for some playoff odds, which, which is pretty interesting. But... Um, you know the the idea that the you know that they're eight back they're still they're still in this thing I I, I don't you know I, I don't uh, necessarily disagree I think the, I think the Yankees are still in this thing the the Nationals are definitely still in this thing and from a holistic team perspective I think they bring the most to the table when they are healthy um, now do I think they make that push and ultimately make the playoffs no I don't I've said this all year long I don't think this group can. Now, they were horrifying when they're back, you know, fully together. Let's see if they can get that. Even, But even like 70 or 80% of the Nationals of what they were during that hot stretch is still going to be good enough to make this thing very competitive and very interesting. And also have to give the Mets some credit because they're going to be getting healthy as well. Uh, but they've been healthier lately, and they have not played necessarily the best baseball. So uh, a lot coming on that end. When you go look at some player props, too, for the MLB, you've got uh, MLB Player Futures, Rookie of the Year right now in the American League. Adolis Garcia leads the uh, he leads the pack. Randy Rosarena, ironically, is actually considered a rookie this year, which is really funny. Those guys are your two leaders, and funny enough, it's really really funny that you know we see guys like uh, Garrett Crochet and Casey Mize previously, but they're also in the running for that award too. National League Rookie of the Year, you know, this one feels like it's. Uh, it's just about kind of in the, the, in kind of you know Trevor Rogers goes down it's going to change but Trevor Rogers is plus one fifty Dylan Carlson is plus six hundred Keep Brian Hayes Ian Anderson Jonathan India Jazz Chisholm Patrick Wisdom Hey Sung Kim and Tyler Stevenson are all in the mix. Um, what's funny about this is it's another case of a bunch of guys that we've already seen right. We already saw uh, Key Brian Hayes uh, Ian Anderson we we you know we already saw those guys. Who are right there, Dylan Carlson. We saw some of last year, I believe, too. So all these guys are kind of in the mix. It's funny because we have seen them before. 
most valuable player right now, your odds, it's pretty uh, pretty compelling race. Fernando Tatis Jr., plus 100. Jacob deGrom, plus 110. You usually don't have two guys that close, but Vegas believes right now that it is a coin toss. So, um, you know, deGrom, I know, was the odds-on favorite at one point. Tatis has always been right there, but he's having, having a stellar offensive season. So uh, it's going to come down to those two, it feels like. Max Muncy, Nick Castellanos. I think Nick Castellanos should have a really good argument for it. I don't know why he's not giving as much love and attention as he should be. Our guy, Trey Turner, is right there at plus 3,300. Bryce Harper is involved. Jesse Winker, Chris Bryant. Kyle Schwarber is at plus 5,000 thanks to his excellent uh, month that he had. So he got himself in the mix, and Nolan Arenado is right there too. For the NL Cy Young, you've got uh, Jacob deGrom. Brandon Woodruff, and right now Jacob DeGrom is minus 1,000. That just shows you what the odds makers think of the year he's having right now. Max Scherzer is on the list. He's the only other uh, Washington National that is on that list. But yeah, uh, a whole bunch of guys on there. Uh, Funny enough, uh, Josh Hader is on that list as the sole reliever right now who's made an appearance. But the top five guys right now are DeGrom, Woodruff, Gosman, Wheeler, and Corbin Burns. Uh, I think we'd expect, you know, Woodruff was making a push. And look, in a normal year, Gosman and Woodruff, um, as well as maybe, you know, maybe kind of Zach Wheeler would have a case for that award. But right now, they just don't, uh, just because of how good Jacob DeGrom has been. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll look at the Nationals' upcoming series with the Pod Squad against the San Diego Padres. But first, a word from our sponsors. Today's Locked On Nationals podcast is brought to you by Fully Loaded. Fully Loaded is tobacco-free, long-cut, and pouch chew that gives you the same pack, dip, spit, and buzz that you're used to now, but it's, it's just without the tobacco this time. It's available in nine flavors. Fully Loaded Chew is made with all food-grade ingredients and tobacco-free nicotine, the purest form of nicotine available. It's the only moist nicotine pouch on the market. All other nicotine pouches are dry, white pouches. Nothing dips, spits, and packs like Fully Loaded Chew. Next time you go for a dip, make it Fully Loaded Chew at FullyLoadedChew.com. Locked On Team members right now get a special offer. You can try it for just $1. That's right, $1. Go to FullyLoadedChew.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, Locked On, and you'll receive that uh, special offer. Once again, next time you go for a dip, make it Fully Loaded Chew. Today's Locked On Nationals podcast is also brought to you by our friends at RockAuto.com. RockAuto.com has thousands of car parts from hundreds of manufacturers all at your fingertips. Go to rockauto.com. The best part about it, the prices are always reliably low and the same for pros and do-it-yourselfers. Go to rockauto.com today. You will find uh, sometimes you'll save 30, 50, 70, and even 100% more if you go to rockauto.com compared to a dealership or a chain store. So we encourage you to go check out rockauto.com today. Make sure you write locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box. That way they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com. All right, so the Washington Nationals will begin a three-game set uh, with the San Diego Padres, a team that they should have beaten three out of four times in their trip to San Diego, which they had recently, but had to settle for a split after that uh, After that really, you know, that really awful comeback that they ended up giving up, uh, to be frank. But the Nationals now take on the San Diego Padres. San Diego is 40, 53 and 40 right now. They're 20 and 21 away. They're really a, just an absolutely 
great home team, a pretty average road team. Um, right now, your pitching matchup is going to be Chris Paddock against Undecided for the Nationals. The Nationals have to figure out what way they want to go with their pitching as we start off the second half of the season. Right now on the injured list, you've got Kyle Schwarber, Steven Strasburg, Tanner Randy, Jordy Mercer, Kyle McGowan, Jan Gomes, Joe Ross, Alex Avila, and Will Harris. All those guys are out. Now, Will Harris, we don't really consider it on the injured list because we know he's out for the, you know, basically for sort of foreseeable future. Um, he and Luis Avilan out for the foreseeable future as well. Hopefully, Jan Gomes and Alex Avila can come back. Uh, that's what they're hoping for. I know Ken Rosenthal kind of painted a more bleak picture for the Washington Nationals right now, if you guys saw that. Uh, we kind of talked about it a little bit before. I don't see it as, as bleak because of the division, uh, the way he does. Once again, the Nationals' ability to add more of their good players back is what gives them an edge to me, right? Strasburg, Schwarber, Rainey, Mercer, Gomes, Ross, Avila, all of those guys we think will be back, and they're the key players. We all think those guys will be back. Yes, while it's a skeleton crew right now, they can still remain competitive. They showed that uh, against San Diego. They did not show it against the Giants, unfortunately, nor did they show it against the Dodgers. But they've got the ability to remain competitive. And I think with this stretch, something we have to bring up is that the Nationals' schedule in the second half is much easier than most teams. So uh, the Nationals have the 25th easiest remaining schedule left. I know that uh, I think – I forgot what list um, Matt Weirich was looking at yesterday. But the Nats have the 25th easiest schedule left. Uh, this is according to Tankathon. Um, the Mets have the fifth hardest schedule remaining. The Marlins have the 12th hardest schedule remaining. The uh, the Atlanta Braves have the 17th. And then the Phillies have the easiest schedule remaining the rest of the season. So um, the team's remaining strength of schedule. This is by uh, how strong the opponents are going to be the rest of the way. So the Nationals are actually in pretty good shape in that regard. I know people are kind of looking at it more bleak, but look, if you follow it day-to-day like we do, you know, it's, I think, I think my outlook, once again, I don't think the Nationals make the playoffs. I've, I've been, I've been on that all year long, uh, but I do think they've got a chance to make this thing competitive considering how division has gone. But let's get to the series right now. The Nationals have not committed to who is going to be starting for them. Uh, so they really don't know what their rotation is going to look like this weekend. But Chris Paddock, Blake Snell, and then Joe Musgrove are all going to go for the Padres. It's a 7.05 start time on Friday night. It is a uh, it is a 7.05 start time on Saturday night. And then Sunday, it's a 1.05 start time. TBS is where you can catch that game on Sunday. Masson for the first two or wherever else, you know, however else you guys watch uh, for the most part on your uh, devices, TVs, whatever it is how you prefer to watch. Yep, so they've got this three-game set with the uh, with the Padres, but things do get a little bit easier after that, just a bit easier. Talk about that in a second, but one more word from our sponsors. Today's Locked On Nationals podcast is brought to you by our friends at betonline.ag. Betonline.ag is the best place to get in on all of your sports action. Go to betonline.ag today. They've got NBA NHL futures, NFL futures, NCAA football futures, MLB futures, current games. You know, we just went through all the odds right now. There's nothing that BetOnline AG does not have. Go to BetOnline.ag today. Make an account on your tablet, your iPhone, whatever device you like to use. And then you use the promo code LOCKEDON. You receive a 50% deposit bonus. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, for a 50% deposit bonus 
Um, that's you know that's the best deal out there right now. You guys are gonna find anywhere. If you deposit hundred bucks, you have an extra fifty to play with as well at BetOnline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. So I did mention that this it does get a little bit easier for the Nationals. Miami comes to town for a three-game set middle of the week or the start of the next week, and then they get three with the Baltimore Orioles in Baltimore next weekend. Then they go on the road to uh, Philadelphia, a place where they have had some success this year. They had that two-game sweep pretty recently. They're back home for three with Chicago, and then four with Philadelphia at home. So a lot of National League opponents coming up because after that they've got uh, they've got three with, with Atlanta, three with the Mets, and then three with Atlanta again. So a lot of National League opponents coming up, a lot in the division coming up. But as as far as strength of schedule goes, the Nationals have some good opportunities here, especially with six games against the Marlins and against Baltimore. And we know the Nationals so far this year have done a very good job of taking care of business against bad teams. We've seen it a whole lot. We saw it there towards the back end of the first half of the season. They took care of business uh, against teams like, well, you know, Philadelphia isn't the super low end. Uh, we saw them take care of business against the Mets. Saw them take care of business against Pittsburgh, right? There was another team that wasn't doing uh, too hot. Saw them take care of business early in the year against Baltimore, against Arizona. We've seen them take care of business. They had a sweep over Miami earlier on in the season. So uh, the Nationals... One thing they've been doing a pretty decent job of this so far this year is actually doing well against uh, pretty bad teams. And they've not played a ton of bad teams. Once again, well, the back half of their schedule is pretty easy. But now they've got more of them coming up. So, you know, I'm looking at four and two, five and one here. That's got to be your expectation. Once you clear San Diego, you're going to have to make a lot of uh, some headway. But look, you're getting the Padres away from home. Hopefully you can get some good pitching matchups in the offense after this break, comes alive a little bit and helps you out at home because they were not great there towards the end in San Francisco. But, uh, you know, if you can get two or three, then you got to turn the Jets on, try to win four or five, preferably five, uh, if the Nationals or Nats fans, in that six-game stretch. And I think they can do it. I really do think they can do it. Um, that, that's kind of their MO is they perform very well. Top-end teams have had the Nats number this year. Giants have uh, had their number at least on the road. The Dodgers have had their number all year long. The Braves, not really a top-end team, but they've had the Nats number a little bit. They were a top-end team. So if the if the Nats can take care of a, a little bit, take care of business uh, against the Padres, they'll be in some good shape after that. All right, thanks for listening today to the show. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Nationals. You can follow me at Josh Neighbors underscore personally on Twitter. If you guys could leave a five star review or a rating um, and, and you know review it if you'd like to, that really does help grow the podcast. It's been growing a lot lately. For the, those of you who have left kind notes, I really do appreciate it. Also, guys, if you follow me on Twitter and you want to give me some feedback about the show or you want to leave a review to give some feedback about the show, I'm very open to it. I would love to hear it. So I appreciate you guys all being involved. And as you all know, until next time, as always, stay safe.